Well, good morning and welcome here this morning. And uh, I can tell some of you remembered your clocks and some others did not. And uh, But uh, we'll see them here probably in a little bit. Sunday school hour is going to be a packed outhouse uh, this today. But uh, anyway, we're glad that you're here this morning and even on a, a windy and uh, rainy day. And it's good to have guests and friends here with us today. And I hope that you're made to feel very welcome here this morning. As we come in this morning, we've got a few things that want to just make sure that you're aware of and uh, just remind you uh, of a little bit of what's happening here this, this morning and uh, just kind of looking through our bulletin and different opportunities that are ahead of us as uh, we march through uh, the days ahead. Uh, you'll notice that uh, there's a lot of opportunities to uh, find out information about some different events that are up and coming. And uh, one that we want to mention is that if you're new to Grace and you are asking questions about what it means to be a part of our ministry here. Uh, there is what we call a, an exploring membership. Uh, it's a kind of a next steps kind of a class and uh, that'll be held March the 19th and 26th. It's two Sundays where during the discipleship hour, Kelly O'Rear, our discipleship pastor, uh, helps those people that uh, maybe have questions about the, the ministry here at Grace and uh, walks with them through those questions and uh, guides them through some of the key information about our church. And so if you have questions about that, you can make sure to see Kelly O'Rear. He'll be standing back at the information table in our foyer and uh, be more than happy to tell you more about what that implies. Uh, what that means. Uh, we have a special announcement that we're going to show here this morning, and it's in regard to our uh, up-and-coming Easter egg hunt, and uh, that'll be coming up here in the next uh, a few days, and uh, so we're going to watch this, and uh, then we'll come back up here in just a minute. What is your favorite thing about Easter? Finding toys like Scooby-Doo. Finding the Easter eggs. Finding candy. What is your favorite thing about Easter? Um, uh, we get to look for eggs and the eggs have candy inside. Candy. I get chocolate bunnies. What is your favorite thing about Easter? The Easter egg hunt. Because it reminds me of the disciples getting people saved to go to heaven. My favorite thing about Easter is when God rose from the dead. When we spend time with our family and do our little Easter egg things every day, and we open them up about Jesus and what he did. My favorite thing about Easter is that it's the day when Jesus rose from the dead and saved us from our sins. I love Jesus so much because he died for us and rose again for our sins. Well, you heard it from our kids. Both Jesus and Sugar are high up on their list. And what better way to combine candy and the gospel than our annual Easter egg hunt? We are excited to be going back this year to the LCA Holmes Nature Park to enjoy a morning of games, prizes, an egg hunt, and most importantly, sharing the good news of what Easter is really about. Not only will they have fun, but they will also hear a clear presentation of the gospel. We hope that many of our Grace Kids can join us, and we encourage you to use this as an outreach opportunity to bring any friends or neighbors who need to hear more about Jesus. You can invite them by taking a few invitations with you to hand out. If you haven't yet, please grab some from the table in the lobby or at the check-in station. Also, don't forget to donate bags of candy to make the day extra sweet for the kids. We literally have 2,321 plastic eggs waiting to be filled, so keep that candy coming. Even if you don't have young kids, we'd still love for you to get involved. We are looking for volunteers to help with this event, including some who don't have their own littles to be chasing after. So if you are interested in that, please let us know. We can't wait to see you at the LCA Holmes Nature Park on April 1st at 10 a.m. Come and enjoy the beautiful outdoors with your family during this special time of year. Sponsored by Grace Kids. All right. 
So that is coming up April the 1st. I hope that uh, you'll take an opportunity to jot that down. If you're able to volunteer or if you are uh, the parent of some littles that would be interested in being a part of that. Uh, also, if you know of a family that would be interested in coming and taking part in that, uh, make sure that you invite them. There are some invitation cards out in the, the foyer and make that available to you here this morning. Another opportunity today that we have is that we're looking forward to hearing from Doug Hodges, one of the individuals that uh, we support as a church and uh, he and his wife Paula are heading back to the DR uh, Dominican Republic and uh, so today we'll be hearing more about that ministry and uh, what the Lord is doing there as well as uh, the sort of some opportunities for us to be involved and uh, and participating in prayer and also financially with them in their ministry and uh, so looking forward to hearing from them in just a little bit as well and uh, pray for Paula uh, she is going to take Allie to the uh, airport almost at hospital that's not the right word uh, the airport that's a much better choice and uh, she's headed back uh, their daughter and son-in-law live down there in the Dominican and uh, so uh, be in prayer for them today and uh, but uh, excited uh, to have Doug with us here this morning and uh, looking forward to hearing from him in just a little bit there's several other announcements here and some different information uh, that's uh, for your benefit and I hope that you'll take a moment read through those things continue to pray one for another as uh, we think about there's some that uh, are mentioned here in the bulletin uh, one that I'd like for you to be in prayer for is Mark Ames he didn't uh, he he decided to fall off a ladder uh, after we had printed the bulletin and fortunately he's doing okay uh, but he is extremely sore and is not able to be here today. So be in prayer for Mark and uh, these others that are mentioned as uh, we go through the, the weeks ahead and uh, just remembering them through the, even the days ahead as we uh, uh, remind ourselves of the need to pray. Well, let's stand together, and uh, there's a verse that we have been looking at uh, throughout uh, this time as we have been doing a study in the Gospel of John, and uh, looking forward to getting back to that next week. But uh, a verse here again that we've been looking at just sort of remind us again a little bit of what John's Gospel is teaching us about the Gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's found here in John chapter 1 and verse 12. We're going to say this together. But as many as received him... To them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Let's go to the Lord at this time and let's dedicate our time together as we prepare our hearts to worship and to experience and to express again that joy that we have in the person of Jesus Christ. Father, we're grateful for this morning. Lord, grateful for opportunities to be able to be encouraged by what your word and what uh, the gospel means to us, the, the good news, the relationship that we get to share with you as our Savior, the confidence that we have that, uh, Lord, we are your children. And uh, by your word, we have uh, a right to be able to say that. And Lord, grateful that it isn't anything that we have done. It's because of what you as our Savior have done for us upon a cross. And Lord, as we rejoice in that thought, we are grateful that you help us through our lives and to help us deal with uh, the struggles, the challenges that we face, the ups, the downs, the discouragements. And Lord, even to appreciate even more so the joys, the blessing that we see in the ways that you minister to us day by day. And so, Lord, we just ask that you'll speak to our hearts today. May we be encouraged by what your word has for us as we hear of what you're doing in other parts of the world and what uh, the ministry of the gospel is doing to challenge people with their need for you as their Savior. And so, Lord, I pray now that you'll encourage hearts. I pray for those who are not able to be here. I do pray for Mark. I do pray for others who are going through some different physical needs. And, Lord, also those who are just battling with discouragement, dealing with hard times and the, the, the challenges that this life brings. I pray, God, that you would bring peace even in the midst of all these things. So bless our time here this morning, we pray. And may you be honored and glorified in all that we do and say. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
This is my story. endless praise to you God as your children will be in heaven with you and can sing over and over again our praises this is my story of salvation of life in Christ of life eternity with you and we're so grateful for that Lord help our lives to be so connected with you so passionate for you that people see the reflection of you in our lives for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The choir would like to sing a song entitled, Lord, I Run to You. It's adapted from Psalm 121. You'll see a couple of those verses as the intro starts. But I hope you're encouraged by the song, Lord, I Run to You.
the choir is coming down, again, our heart's desire is to reflect upon what it is that we find as our hope, our strength, our confidence, and that is in a message that comes directly from the Word of God and the power of it to transform our lives, to truly give to us what we understand as peace, and hope, and joy in the midst of a world that is filled with nothing but chaos and destruction and really an an animosity towards everything that really reflects the character and the beauty and the holiness of God. It's also a joy when we get the opportunity to be made aware of the fact that God is working in other places beyond our borders and beyond even our locale and uh, where it is that we find ourselves often. And so again, today our heart's desire is to draw attention to places even that we have, as a church have had strong connections with over the last several years, uh, working in the Dominican and appreciate Doug. Doug came to our ministry long before I did in the sense of having his familial relations. Uh, he's a brother to Tina Holcomb and, and, uh, and also, Carl, where's Carly back there? Carl and, and uh, Rick and so forth. And so there's a family connection here, but for me, he's become almost like a second dad. Uh, he kind of took the place when my father passed away several years ago. I've been kind of looking at different men to kind of fill in that, that void, so to speak. And when I came here three years ago uh, through just some very quiet, you know, times at the beginning of that time there. You all remember those days, right? And uh, we, we have a Spanish ministry that meets in this next hour that's back there in the back. And, and uh, we are grateful for the work that Doug had to help us solidify that and to help us even bring the Pimentels here who he knew and uh, at a time where the transitions and movements and all that was happening. And so very grateful for his fingerprints upon grace and uh, for what God's allowed you to do, Doug, and uh, helping us. And now, I don't know, what chapter are you in? I mean, this is like chapter 10, 15, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I appreciate what the Lord has continued to do through him and Paula and continue to pray for them, pray for health, pray for strength. And I'm going to ask him to come share with us. He's going to share a little bit of what's going on in down in the Dominican, but also to encourage our hearts from the word of God this morning. And so Doug, come and teach us this morning. Amen. Love you. Love you too. What a blessing to uh, be with you at Grace uh, today. And I'm uh, just uh, thrilled at just all that I see God doing in this place. And Grace has had a very special place in our lives for many, many years, and we're grateful for that and give you uh, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of your your ministry. The um, Paula wanted me to tell you, she's she apologizes for not being here, but circumstances, we have a daughter that's more like a globe globetrotter than she is a missionary and uh, she flew in and grabbed a hold of our other car and took off from ministry and she's been in several different places throughout this past week came back from Ohio from the Dare for More conference and came in last night and has to fly out today so Paula had to be there to receive her in the car and and get her uh lined back up and taking her to the airport. I just talked to her this, talked to Paula this morning and her flight's an hour more, one hour earlier today to go back to the Dominican and two groups are waiting on her uh, in the Dominican Republic. So she doesn't give any, get any rest. Pray for, pray for Allison and, uh, and the ministry there in the Dominican Republic. And we are, we are excited, Paula and I are excited to to be headed back. It's, uh, it's home for us. I tried, I, the, the mission, Daystar Baptist Mission allowed me to be kind of the, for the last two or three years, be a representative at large. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. I was doing some recruiting, but in the meantime, I'm thinking, okay, is it time, is it time to retire? Um, Seemed like it, but uh, God just never gave us peace. I tried training for real estate. God said no. Uh, just thinking about transitional pastoring and just doing a lot of things that I could do. And Paul and I were in the Dominican last summer for for about six, four weeks in the Dominican. And I went to Ecuador on the same same globe trotting trip. Uh, visiting our missionaries in, 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 in Ecuador. 
We had lunch with, uh, with Gary on that last day, and then we're headed to the airport. And Gary said to me, he said, you know, and Gary, Paula and I and Gary and Allie formed a team, went back to the Dominican, went to the Dominican Republic in 2003 with a, with a plan, with a, uh, a vision that God had given us of a church, a school, uh, Lifehouse, Mercy Ministries, and Recreational Ministries, Baseball Ministries, and the, and the purchase of the 46 acres of property for uh, the housing and the ministries of these, uh, many of these uh, ministries. Uh, the seminary, the Bible, Bible Institute, all those things were in our plans. And Gary said to me that day as we were outside the restaurant, he said, you know, we have all of the things that we have done or we were planning to do have been accomplished and all the ministries are going well except one thing. And he said, we haven't started the churches that we... 20 years in the ministry, we've started one church outside of the main church downtown. And he said, it's, 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 it's time we do something about it. And what, and what he shared with me that day, he said, he said, Doug, I know that you understand that being at Highland Park and Tennessee Temple College and the chapel ministries that were so abundant back in those days with 50, 60 chapels scattered all over, uh, the Chattanooga uh, area at large. And uh, many of those churches uh, continued and still continue today as uh, chapels continue to be being churches. And he said, I, I'd, like, I'd like for us to take that model, you understand it, take that model and from our church, downtown church, Iglesia Bautista, Evangelica de Marcori, called EBIM for short, for short, um, and team up with our church and go out and start chapels that become churches. And I said, I understand the concept, and uh, would you allow us to pray about it? So, rocked on for a few months trying to seek other things, and finally the Lord said, uh, it's time for you to cast your eyes once again to the Dominican Republic. And I said, yes, Lord. And, and, and really, uh, I, I only had to say, God had to convince me, Paula was already waiting on, she, she, she'll go to the Dominican Republic at the drop of the hat, and most of the time she's dropping the hat. So uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was just my reluctance of trying, okay, can I retire, can I do something else? And God, just, everything we tried just was not possible, didn't didn't happen so we are headed back this is our we're taking March April May um, to report to our churches and tell the update and get you to pray and that's why we're here is to let you know what's uh, what we're doing so two weeks ago we were in the Dominican Republic made a survey trip there for about eight, nine days and began to uh, begin to look in the area so I want to, what I want to show you in the in the, the video presentation, it's nothing is nothing but houses. You may get bored, but I, I I want you to see when when we were taking the Gary said what we what we, we want to do is go out into this area and uh, and plant the chapel, plant the churches, and then as the as the Lord provides through our Bible Institute. Uh, is it going yet? Can we get it started? There you go. Um, and it's, we will plant the, plant the churches as the, with, a, with a team from the, uh, from the, the home church. Um, and what, what we were able to do, if I can just illustrate, San Pedro, our city is, our church is, is downtown. And in this direction, the river is, runs beside us and the ocean on the other side. And then the San Pedro kind of spreads out like a, like a baseball field, um, if you can imagine, with, with the church being the, being the home plate. And we want to start churches in center field, left field, right field, and just, uh, just uh, we'll start in center field. But in the, 
in the area that we're going to start, there's a, there's a sports complex called, well, it's called the Olympics, uh, Olympic Complex, and it's about a half a mile square, but all around that area are houses, as you see, and probably from that complex, there's at least, in my guesstimation, probably 150,000 people within five to 10 minutes of this location. We, we rode through, we walked the, walked the streets praying, we rode through just looking and seeing what, what we could see, the schools, the churches. We found a whole lot of Pentecostal churches, a whole lot of Adventist churches, but no Bible churches, no Baptist churches. And, and this is where we want to start the churches. We're around this sports complex. Our philosophy is to get, our thoughts are to get about a block away from, a block or two away from the sports complex because everybody knows where it is. And then just uh, uh, begin starting to start the church, inviting people, Bible studies, witnessing, and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and inviting the people and starting the church. One of the things that, that's exciting for us is the, the Bible Institute and Seminary is is gearing up for this ministry and as the as i will be the first pastor and then as a as a young man is called to preach and called to ministry he will come out work with me uh in that ministry being mentored in the in the church and then when he's ready then i'll turn the church over to him and then i'll go to another spot start another church and do the same thing over and over and over again. So that's, that's our ministry in, in the Dominican Republic. And one of the things that I, um, I, I ask you, uh, you know, we ask you to pray, and I'm sometimes I, I, praying for missionaries now, I, I, I think a, a lot of times we're just not praying specifically, but I want you to pray specifically specifically this morning and and in your devotions to pray that God will open the the hearts of the people that the Holy Spirit will prepare hearts and then God will prepare workers Jesus said to his disciples when he saw the multitudes uh, scattered as sheep not having a shepherd he turned to his disciples in Matthew chapter 9 Luke chapter 10 he turned to his disciples and said pray ye you pray that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his harvest. I can't pastor those, I won't pastor those churches forever, it's not the plan. The plan is to, is to lay the foundation, bring another young man along beside and allow that church to grow and reach that community for Christ and then go do it again and again and again. And I don't know how long, how far we'll go, but that's, uh, that's the plan right now. And these, um, there's just, like I said, multitudes of people. Every one of these houses represents families, extended families, people that know, and they need the Lord. They need Christ as their Savior. The last day I was there uh, surveying, the, surveying this, this community, I, um, I remembered a man that... Uh, by the name of Sedeno, that when we bought the property, that 46 acres of property, which is, which is about 10 minutes beyond where we want to start the church, and the, and the home church is about 10 minutes away from where we're starting the church. And in, in this area, when we, when we started, the, started to work on the property, we had to build the 40, the, around the 46 acres, we had to build an eight-foot block, concrete block wall around that property, and that was legally to tell the world that this this property belongs to uh belongs to the missionaries and belongs to god and it, it no, don't move on it so we had to build that that concrete block wall it was a necessity and uh, in that process of building that wall we contracted with a a uh, a business construction company or a supply house and he supplied this man called Sedeno Mauricio Sedeno supplied for us all the 
all the sand, all the gravel, the concrete, the blocks, and rebarred everything we needed to build that wall. And so we had built a great relationship with, uh, with, with Sereno. I thought about, in, as I was going out and back before in, in seeing the property, I, I thought about Sereno and I said, let me look him up, see what's going on with him. Saw his business, went, stopped in, and um, talked to the young man at the, at the desk and he said, Sedeno's uh, gone out for lunch right now, but he'll be back at four o'clock. And I said, don't tell him I'm coming, but I want to come back at four and, uh, and, uh, and, and see him again. And when I met Sedeno in the, in the yard of that construction uh, business, he told me, he said, as soon as, as soon as I walked to him, and he said, I, I looked at you and, I, and said, I know that man, I know that man, I know that man, who is he? And then when we... When I told him who I was, it was just like uh, two long-lost buddies that were um, that were seeing one another for again. again. And I told Sedeno what we were, what our plans were, and I said we're planning to start a church in this area, and I just wanted to come by and see. And he said, whatever materials you need, uh, just let me know. We'd love to work with you again. And uh, and he and he said to me, after I'd said something about we want to start a church, he said turned around and pointed to an apartment on, a, on the third floor of a, of, a, of, a, of a building and he said, you can start the church here. And I said, yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking strategically that's not a good place to start a church. Third, third floor on a, on a building that's not really in our, in our target area. So I just kind of, you know, kind of said, yeah, great, that'd be, uh, you know, we'd like to do that and just kind of let it go and I was telling somebody else about meeting Sedeno and 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 just hard-headed I the Lord just said don't you see he wants to be a part of your church he wants you to start it in his house and I'm thinking you know two or three days later I'm telling this story here's a man that says that's got that knows the community everybody knows him and here's a man that, that already wants to be a part of our church and I just <laughs> dumb you know didn't see it but God you know a little slow but God showed me and the first thing first thing I'm going to do in June when I go back is go see go see Sedeno and say and say to Sedeno let's let's get started how about a Bible study with you and me in your house to start with and then start from there and and then we'll see. I want you to pray that God will, will bless this ministry and bless the church as, uh, as we get started. And uh, excited about, being, uh, about coming back, exciting the fact that we're going to have uh, the church backing us with, that, with workers and, and just uh, looking forward to doing the ministry. This is not my ministry. This is Grace's ministry working through us. And I trust that you'll cooperate with us in uh, in in the ministry pastor mentioned uh, asked me about the uh, the project on the on the property we are about $140,000 short of uh, getting the hospitality house completed so uh, Gary said if we can find 14 people that'll give $10,000 we can have that uh, that property built and be ready to host people on the property and one of the things that's that's going to be a blessing for Paul and me is that we're we're going to live on the property near the near the hospitality house and we'll have the opportunity to to uh, minister with and and be uh, uh, talk to groups as they come and encourage them in the things of the Lord so pray with us about this a lot of needs but appreciate what uh, what you've already done in for us in our lives and we're grateful turning your Bibles if you will to Psalm chapter Psalms John's chapter Psalm 66 67 excuse me Psalm 67 Psalm 67 is a is a, uh, a psalm of the of the Lord a song that was uh, was was written to be a psalm that was written to be sung and in joy and praise but let's read that this morning and just share some thoughts with you. And the, my message this morning in this short hour that we, short time that we have is, uh, is God's purpose in, in blessing us, purposeful blessings, if you will. The scripture says, God be merciful to us and bless us 
and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among the nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you and let the nations praise you. O let the nations be glad and, re and sing for joy for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on the earth. In verse one, uh, the scripture tells us, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth. It is a, it is a truth that God blesses nations, peoples, churches, families, and individuals are blessed for a reason. God blesses us for a purpose. God blesses nations for a purpose. God blesses church for a purpose. And God, God's blessings was illustrated uh, this way in Genesis chapter 12 in the Abrahamic covenant with God's covenant for Abraham. God's blessings, God's blessings upon the Jewish nation was to accomplish his purpose of blessing the nations of the world. He said, in thee, in Abraham, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And this was fulfilled in faith in Christ and every soul that comes to Christ uh, even now are blessed and a, and a part of that. But God's, notice if you will, we as God's people, I, I, we as God's people have been blessed abundantly in America and in our churches, but God blesses us because of his mercy. The scripture says, um, God be merciful to us. Lamentation 3.12, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Mercy has been extended to us. We were dead in our trespasses and sin and through his mercy, God saved us. And then of course we have, uh, the scripture says, and cause his face to shine upon us. There's the pleading for God's blessings uh, of grace. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. He that, uh, he, uh, the, the psalmist says uh, in Psalm 23, and I, I think this expresses to me God's grace and mercy. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall have no lack. And in verse six of, of Psalm 23, uh, one of my favorite verses of, of, of the scripture that I spent a lot of time in, in, the, in Psalm 23, but the scripture says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This, I can remember listening to preachers and pastors coming in to, to speak at temple and they, someone would take this passage of scripture and say, uh, grace, and, grace and mercy is kind of like two little puppy dogs that, that follow you all the way around you all, all your life. But as you look at this passage of scripture, the word for surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. That word follow is, is really very strong and it means pursue or chase. That's like a celestial stallion. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us, follow hard after us all the days of our life and then we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God has been so good to all of us. Amen. So good. His blessings upon us. It's interesting that at the end of that verse, the scripture says, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah, think of that. Meditate upon that. Today, as we, as we think about where we are in Christ, we have to say, God, you have blessed us abundantly. The, the salvation, the, the blessings of Christ, the blessings of being a part of, of God's work is, and, and experiencing his grace and his blessings is, uh, is just awesome. And I'm, I'm grateful for all that God has done. But notice what the Lord says in verse 2. He said that. That really is a, that word that is, is so that. It's a purposeful clause. So that 
so that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among the nations. God has blessed you as a church. God has blessed us as individuals with his grace and his mercy and his salvation and all the abundant blessings that we have. And he said, so that, so that, the, so that your way, God's way may be known upon the earth, your salvation upon the nations. God's blessings did not come to us through his grace and mercy to reside just in us. But it comes with a purpose that we might bless others, bless the nations through God's blessings upon us that your way may be known. I'm, I'm afraid that many times the blessings that come our way, financially, other ways, that God blesses us and we, we do something that's probably humanly natural to do is say, thank you, Lord, and hold those blessings, those gifts to ourselves. And God means for our blessings, for us to be not reservoirs, but channels. Blessings come to you, blessing comes to me, blessing comes to us as a church so that the nations might hear. It was interesting for the nation of Israel that God, God's, if you, if you look at the Old Testament, New Testament, Israel, God said to Israel, be a blessing to the nation. And he sent the nations to the nation of Israel so that they might know God. God provide, provided provisions for the Gentiles to come and be a part of, of, uh, of, of his family in the Old Testament. Now, now in the New Testament, it's God blesses us and, and we, now we are to send or to be, be we send the gospel to the nations. And that was, a, that was a difference in the Old Testament, New Testament, is Israel was to, was to be a re receiver of blessings, but in the New Testament, the church and us, we are to send the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. The ultimate of God's blessings is that God wants to bless the nations for the purpose that they might praise the Lord. I just let me give you a, a quick testimony. When I was a, a student at starting a, a college at Tennessee Temple College University back then, and uh, I, I got a job at Georgia Highway Express, and I thought, hey, this is this is going to be a job that I can pay my bills all the way through school, 40 hours a week, and and work and go to school. And so I was making. In 1965-66, I was making $1.35 an hour. That tells you how old I am, okay? $1.35, some of you remember that? I thought that was big money, and I thought, hey, this is going to be... And I promised, I promised God that day, that, that when I got that job and I got started at school, I said, Lord, I will give my tithe 10% to you, but I want to I wanna give 10% above that to missions, and I was sending 10% to a Jewish missionary in Miami, Florida, Dr. Mark Cameron, a good friend of my dad's back then. Well, uh, one, uh, you know, I thought this, this job was going to be, uh, uh, be uh, a, a job that would carry you all the way through. I went, went into the office one day, and the manager said, here's your check. I don't need you anymore. I thought I was doing a good job, but I was. He just said, we we don't have enough work to keep you so we don't need you anymore so I walked from I drove my car from Georgia Highway Express to Time Freight just a, just a few blocks away walked in the, and I said hey they said what are you doing here I thought you were working I said well, I just got laid off and they said you want a job I said yeah well, within, within, within an hour I had another job and I wasn't making $1.35 an hour I was making $1.85 an hour at this new place and then about uh, several weeks later several months later just thinking hey I've dollar 85 cents this boy I'm really I'm really raking it in <laughs> and uh, 
the, the office was unionized and I began to make $3.02 an hour. That's almost, that's almost triple. I was doing good. But you know what? I saw that. I, I, was, I honored the Lord with my tithe. And I honored my Lord with, 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 with keeping my promise of that 10% and God blessed me. But you know what the tendency was and God, God said, I, I'm, I got to looking at, I bought a new car. I had, I had better shirts than everybody in the, I took my shirts to, uh, uh, to Brainerd Cleaners and had them, had them dry cleaned and, and starched and, and, and just, uh, you know, I was, I was doing good. But I began to hold on to, began to look at these things and God said, no, I'm, I gave it to you, but I gave it to you for a purpose and he took it away from me. I had a 1966 brand new, brand new, four, uh, uh, brand new Tempest, uh, Pontiac Tempest. Loaned the car to a, to a roommate to take another roommate to, to school and as they were driving down Orchard Knob Avenue, it was T-boned. God took it away. But the point is, God blessed me because of giving. God blessed and giving, not only giving to him, but giving to the nations. But notice, and, and let's, not forgive, let's not forget this in this last minute that we have, the scripture says, let the people praise you, O God, let all the people praise you, and let the nations be glad and sing for joy, and you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our God, shall bless, bless us, and God shall bless us. God blesses us when we've received his grace and mercy, and we bless him, and we give back to him, and God just continues to pour out his blessings upon us it's been uh, but ultimately may i may i say the ultimate blessing is is found in the fact that missions is not the ultimate goal of the church piper says worship is worship exists because worship uh, because missions exist because worship doesn't worship is ultimate not missions because god is ultimate not man and worship, therefore, is the fuel and the goal of worship. And as we, as we express our gratitude and praise to an almighty God for all of his blessings, for he has indeed blessed us, we have the responsibility to bless the nations. And can you imagine today, if you can just picture for a moment, on a, on, a, on a Sunday all over the world and even any day of the week when, when the sun is coming up and, and people are beginning to praise and rejoice and thank God all of the, for, for having the salvation, for having uh, God as their Savior, Christ uh, God is their, uh, as their God, the Christ is their Savior. And as the, as the sun passes th- uh, uh, around this earth and daylight comes and people arise and give praise and honor and glory to the Lord all nations of the earth giving praise every day because they have been blessed they've experienced the grace and mercy of God and they have salvation because because we've given because we've given the monies that you have given over the years there are hundreds and hundreds of people in the Dominican Republic that have received Christ. And everywhere this church touches, there are people that are praising the Lord today for the salvation, for the grace and mercy that they experience. And you know what's gonna be exciting? (laughs) In this new church plant, when we get going good and begin to tell them now, you need to, you've received, you've, you've you've received grace and mercy, now it's time for you to give and bless the nations as well. And that's the way it goes. I trust, I trust that uh, in uh, these days, and I ask you, please, por favor, con mucho fuerza, por favor, ore por nosotros, uh, that the, que las naciones pueden recibir la gracia 
y la misericordia de Dios that the nations of the world might receive the grace and the mercy of God thank you God bless you pastor come thank you Doug and I appreciate his comment there that understanding I've always been reminded of the fact that many times we we fall victim to believing that our goal in, in ministry is to send forth but it's really because of the object of sending forth it's to get people's attention to the glory of God, uh, to behold him and to see his glory, to understand that we worship someone beyond ourselves, something greater than ourselves, and understand the preeminence and the sufficiency of the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ came into the world to save us as sinners and to give to us eternal life, the promise of something that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that we possess because of his goodness to us, his goodness and mercy that pursued us with an everlasting love and grateful for the work that God is doing down the Dominican other places and we've got the wards here and getting ready to go back to Togo here soon we've got others and uh, and just grateful for what the Lord is doing and the ways that Grace Baptist Church has a way of supporting that encouraging that and being a part of that but also that we don't grow stingy in our own heart's desires that we would truly have a heart that is willing to give and to share and maybe it's even physically us going. Maybe the Lord is asking you to be that one that is a laborer going to a field, a place where they need to hear the gospel and uh, allowing our hearts to be willing to give even in that way. And others of us giving financially, giving of our time. We have a group of ladies uh, next month that will be flying down to the Dominican and being a part of this ministry, spending some time there for a few days. Uh, asking the Lord to keep our heart tender because that is what we do here on a weekly basis. We come in here and our hearts are tenderized from what this world and what the daily grind has done to harden our hearts. Many times we just need to be reminded of where our attention is that we worship him as our one true God and making sure that our hearts stay open and tender to worship, to understand that he is our God, he is our savior and that we worship him on a regular basis. I ask that you would to stand with me and, and Fred's going to come and lead us in a closing song. And I'm going to ask Doug if he would make himself available in the foyer so that our people can uh, have an opportunity to uh, greet him and to uh, thank him for being here, but also to learn, learn a little bit more if you have questions about what the Lord is doing there in the Dominican and, and a little bit more about this ministry of starting and planting these churches. But uh, be in prayer for them. Pray for him and Paula as they are planning the 1st of June, roughly, uh, to make that again their home. And uh, just pray for all the logistics that go into that. But uh, just grateful for his time here today and uh, what the Lord is doing. And ask that the Lord would encourage our hearts. Father, I pray as we make ready to close, as we think about your faithfulness and your goodness, that, Lord, you would magnify yourself, increase our ability to be the conduits of grace and mercy, that we would reflect what you've done in our own personal lives. Lord, taking what you have given to us and sending that forth, giving that out, Lord, expressing that. And Lord, just pray that we would be truly channels of mercy and blessing upon the world around us. Lord, whether it starts right next door at the person who lives there or even in our own home, Lord, the people that need to hear the gospel, Lord, I pray that you would help our hearts to be open and receptive to being led by you to be servants of the good news of Christ. So I pray as we make ready to go out into our week, as we enjoy the time of fellowship here in just a little bit, our discipleship hour where we continue to grow in our understanding of your word, the truth of your word, that, Lord, you would increase our understanding of what it means to truly be a follower of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, I pray that you will magnify yourself in us. May you be seen in all that we do and say, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together as a song of closing before we leave here this morning. O church, arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ our captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong. The strength that God has given with shield of faith and belt of truth will stand against the devil's lies. An army bold whose battle cry is love, reaching out to those in darkness.
cross where love and mercy meet as the Son of God is stricken. Then see his foes like rush beneath his feet, for the conqueror has risen and has the so much for joining us today and as pastor said Doug will be out there in the foyer if you'd like to speak with him we do have a fellowship time for everyone here we'd love for visitors to share that with us back in the fellowship hall straight out these doors and through the little courtyard into the fellowship hall uh, right after the service Lord bless you have a great afternoon